Dear Daniel here, we have new friends, Brian and Lana. They supplement our eternal friends, Hedwig and Carlo. Hello and welcome to the Probably Bad Podcast, a podcast which is definitely bad. I'm Pencil. I'm Paper. Today's Probably Bad RPG idea is... I want to play a tabletop RPG where my six stats are Gumption, Chutzpah, Moxie, Childlike Wonder, The Cut of My Jib, and A Certain Je Ne Sais Quoi, uh, which is an idea that got... I think we got tagged in it on Tumblr? Strictly speaking, this isn't an idea from our blog, so if you do want to sue us, come at us. Uh, it was but only if you're a Tumblr user, philosophy, shit, scribble, otherwise it's not yours either. Yeah. Which is good URL, by the way. It is. I think you mentioned looking up the subtle distinction between Gumption, Fuxpo, and Moxie. Yeah, because I'm an intellectual... I realised that there is no such thing as a synonym, and that these words would have subtle distinctions. Um, what I came up with is that gumption is initiative, Hutzpah is confidence, and moxie is determination. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, da, 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 da. so yes, it is, it is initiative, confidence, and determination. Yeah, as to quote the famous video, Sorry. The quote the famous video game, you are filled with moxie. I believe that's how that game goes. So I this feels like either a very artsy game where it's like, oh, I will roll childlike wonder to enjoy a flower. Or a really like serious tactical game where it's like no, you need to make sure you have exactly three cuts on your jib in order to unlock these feats. Well, like, what do you think the cut of someone's jib means? Full disclaimer, I have absolutely no idea. I've only heard it as, like, the phrase, I like the cut of your jib, and I have absolutely no idea what it means in a literal sense. Um, um, it's kind of like how someone behaves, like the demeanor. Yeah. Yeah, like, like I like the cut of your jib. <laughs> yeah. Hence, like, why you have more you have cuts three on demeanor. Your... Yeah, why you have more cuts on your jib, the better your demeanor is. That makes sense. Yeah. Um... I, f- I feel like Childlike Wonder could maybe work as almost, like, um, like, insight. Like, the more Childlike Wonder you have, the easier you are to trick. Yeah, like, the higher the level is the more childlike your wonder become. Like, at low levels, you have the wonder of a 50-year-old accountant whose only hobby is uh, those little desk toys where the balls bash against each other. Um, and then at maximum levels, you have the wonder of a baby and don't understand object permanence anymore. I like it. So we, we've established now then what five of these six stats would actually transfer to in a playable game which I'm quite enjoying so we've got initiative confidence, determination naivety demeanour 
and something else. So here's my theory, which I was thinking about. You have a stat. You don't know what it does. But as it levels up, it becomes, um, it, like, your certain genesee qua becomes more and more certain. And thus, it becomes clearer what it actually does. And then at high levels, you know what your sixth stat is. So it's almost like something that you determine through gameplay? Yeah. I like um, that. It's kind of like um, some parts of Fate, where it's like, oh, well, I've done that a lot. I guess it's a character trait now. Yeah. Yeah, like, I feel like, yeah, it starts off as an uncertain je ne sais quoi, and then it's a certain je ne sais quoi, and then it's a definite je ne sais quoi. Finally, it's just je sais quoi. Yeah, it's just an I say what. That's how French works, right? I'm bad at French. I, I, I was going to make the same joke, and then I realised I had no idea how to say it in French. So, apologies to any French listeners. Oh, no, uh, just took out the negative word. Yeah, you can Makes follow. Um, I do. Yeah, you can follow Tumblr user philosophy shit scribble and the person who didn't like us threatening Jeff Bezos in our people whose shit list are on. Um, oh yeah. So for people who listen but don't follow us on Tumblr, which I'm sure there are some of you. Um, Pencil posted something that was like, ah, oh, what if you kept the guillotine from your game and used it on, I don't know, maybe Jeff Bezos just as a suggestion, and someone decided to message us that we'd been reported to Tumblr for wishing death on Jeff Bezos. So, just as a disclaimer, given that we are being put on, like, Amazon products, I in no way advocate... Uh, guillotining Jeff Bezos, the man who doesn't give his um, employees adequate toilet breaks. Um, if anything, putting it on probably bad RPG ideas yeah. suggests that we anti-condone it. We condemn yeah. guillotining billionaires be- and redistributing their wealth. Did you know so- that it's not illegal? So, uh, at least the bees... Thanks for that contribution, Nick. I feel like this is a very social game. Yeah. I noticed that we don't have a fighting I mean, that could be what your je ne sais quoi is. You don't know. I have a certain je ne sais quoi, by which I mean a gun. <laughs> this is my sword. Je ne sais quoi. <laughs> I don't I, know, like, do, low-combat games are a thing and can be good. Yeah, mostly because all combat rules are boring come at me. Yeah, I, it seems... I personally don't hugely enjoy combat sequences. Hmm. I want to know what the, diff- what, what situation, what the difference between the situations where you're all confident and the situations where you're all determination is. Well, I feel like confidence is more like I am good at this. I mm. am right, and determination is I'm gonna try. I feel like, like I it's almost like have... confidence is for stuff that you're proficient in, and determination is for stuff where you're trying anyway. God damn it! I do have a stat. I actually do genuinely have a stat for trying your best at something you have no idea what the fuck you're doing with. 
I'm now wondering, would it be detrimental to have too high of a moxie stat? Mm. You just keep trying ridiculous stunts and you will die from it. Yeah, moxie is your determination, but not your competence. You roll to keep trying your incredibly stupid thing. I mean, like, we do have um, Childlike Wonder, which is literally just see how dumb you are. That's true. Like, some of these some of these are negative stats, and I support this. But, you know, with a certain gen should have a dumbass stat. Yeah. I, what I is your himbo ma- level? <laughs> I have min-maxed my dumbass stat. I've taken all skills out of any other area of my life and put all my points into fucking up. Pencil, what if this is a game where all the PCs are himbos? The world, like, it's like the sword You'll in the stone. You'll notice there is not an intelligence stat. Yeah, it's like the sword in the stone, except it can only be pulled out by himbos, and, like, the six of them work together, and they all pull out the stone, or pull out the sword, and now they're all the rightful king of England, and it's them exploring, like, the political struggles of being the king of England. Well, the kings of England, because there's, like, six of them. But while I think being they do pull out the stone. I think they got confused by the instructions <laughs> and just picked up the whole stone and took it home with them. And everyone's just like, well, they've got the sword. Yeah, I, I, technically, I suppose they are carrying the sword. This is like, I, I guess. Yeah, so. Yeah, it's a political game. Um, and they have to, like, you know, negotiate all the treaties and stuff. But as mentioned, they're all dumbasses. Um, so there's probably going to be a, another <laughs> war with France. This is why there were so many wars with France back in like back in the period because Britain was ruled entirely by ruling councils of himbos. Um, if you know any history, don't correct me. I'm right. Have um, you seen pictures of the of the Plantagenets? Himbos are supposed to be attractive. I feel that was a history joke. I I. I I hope those of you who know what history are got that joke. It, it seems to have amused Nick, and they have a medieval studies master's. So I think I succeeded. We're appealing to some very large demographics. But anyway. I'm so, yeah, calling I mean, it. This game is going to be a bonus episode. Mm-hmm. I'm going to make it happen. Even a certain je quoi could work as your destiny. Yes, uh, that's why you don't know it. Hmm. DM is um, a, the DM assigns everyone a destiny, yeah. and they have to roll to move towards that destiny. Yeah. So Look, we actually made a decent game again. I'm so I'm sorry, guy. Well, I'm just thinking about how it would work in play, because mm. what I'm thinking is kind of if you're just kind of hoping that this is what you're supposed to be doing. You roll your je ne sais quoi stat, and that determines whether it moves you towards your destiny or not, so which could you... lead to some very weird results, but also mm. we're talking, like, yeah. we've definitely made this kind of an Arthurian game, yeah. and that stuff makes no sense, so it's fine. Yeah, like, it determines whether or not Merlin shows up and slaps you or not. You can use that to figure out whether what you're doing is even. Well, yeah, I mean, th- this is a canon that contains, and then he came across a bunch of horny people and had to not be horny with them. 
Would this work for a team full of Himbos? Question is, though, are the Himbos unhorny enough to resist, or are they just clueless enough to not realise what's happening? Or does that depend on the childlike wonder stat? Yeah, that childlike wonder stat, uh, the advantage it gets is the higher it is, the less likely you are to be seduced by the roaming pattern. Yeah, I, w I would play this game, and I will, because we have a Patreon, uh, probably bad RPG ideas, and we do bonus episodes, and this is going to be a bonus episode. I'm going to fight anyone who tries to stop me making this happen. So yeah, if you want to see Himbo King Arthur and his Himbo Knights of the Himbo Table, um, Himbo is no longer sounding like a word, and frankly, I'm not <laughs> sure it was one to begin with. Um, yeah, we are, yeah. So we have no questions this week, I'm afraid. But what we do have is a second question. We have no questions, but what we have is questions. We have no question this week, I'm afraid, but what we do have is a second uh, idea. Do, do you want to take another run at that one? <laughs> I do a podcast, but I don't know how English works. Um, yes, we do, we do have... Uh, fuck me. Do you want me to? <laughs> Uh, yeah, sorry. Um, so we don't have any questions this week, which, you know, that's fine, it happens. So we've got a second idea. Um, each of the player characters lives in a different millennium. Time travel doesn't exist. It's, okay, so suppose it's an, um, a standard dungeon pool. You're going into the dungeon. Mm -hmm. And what it is, so player player two in the second millennium is like, oh no, there's a big stone wall in the way. And then player one has to arrange things back in the past so the big stone wall is not in the way in a thousand years. And then the player, player two can get through. But then player three in the year, within a third millennium, needs the stone wall there. So it's essentially you have to um, synchronize things with people. It'd probably be easier as a video game, but we don't have a video game podcast, so we're doing it as a tabletop game. Yeah, I think I have played a video game kind of like this. Hmm. Um, not on the scale of millennia, but just kind of a couple of years later and then a couple of years after that. So you have to arrange things to help each other. Am I thinking of Day of the Tentacle? I think I'm thinking of Day of the Tentacle. But you familiar. The the characters go to different time periods and have to arrange things to help the people in other time periods to help the present and it's very so cool and people should play Day of the Tentacle. Yes, but unfortunately it is also copyrighted so we can't really make it ourselves. This is this is my original idea. It's called Night of the Limb. After the world is taken over by sentient arms. I think the other way to do it is to have the first player from a thousand years ago be the big bat, and they're setting up the trap that everyone else is exploring. Mm -hmm. And the third way is for the game to just be shit. Like, I mean, I guess it could work. Actually, no, I have an idea. 
So you have a game group. <laughs> and because it's, you know, grown-ups, uh, it's hard to organise a time when everyone um, can be around at the same time. So what you do is you do a game with one member of your game group, and it's them using their whatever powers they have to do some big, exciting thing in the world. Then you do a game with a second member of the game group, who's set a thousand years later, dealing with the consequence of what the first player did. You maybe would need to shorten the time from a millennium, but like, you get the idea. And yeah. then you do a third one with a third member of your game group, which is dealing with consequence of the last player, and so forth and so forth. Sort of like, um, sort of like an exquisite corpse thing, but um, with RPG um, sessions. If if you set it in a forest, it would be an exquisite corpse. I'll be quiet now. Don't. It's it's a podcast. You're half the people on this. <laughs> <laughs> you to say words. I I do like this idea of doing it like that because what because I think what we were going from originally was the idea that they're all working on the same goal, like they are aware of each other somehow. Yeah, and can presumably communicate against somehow probably magic. And they're all working towards this goal that requires them to do things in different time periods. But the idea of more of... Like, I think it would kind of be harder to organise an Exquisite Corpse-type adventure. Like, I know. Just because, like, a lot of one-on-one... Yeah. Like, RPG-type stuff can be... I think harder because there's just one player you can't just let them do stuff while you figure stuff out yeah i think it would be easier to like arrange times it would be quite yeah you need to make sure that you had a very good plan to like each episode um yeah it could i guess you could do it with small groups um but then that question question how big your game group is But yeah, I think it would be difficult because you do have the problem that you would need to like not just have your one player um, sit around while you do what I'm doing and try and remember what words are. Um, it, but yeah, I think there's definitely a, there's definitely a workable idea. Have we finally found an idea where we don't end with, and that's an RPG that we would play? Like, I know, I feel like, okay, here's what I would do. I think that if you have, like, suggestions from the other player, that can be. Or, because I think, like, the other players might want to see what the effects of their effects on the world are, even if they can't directly go, no, you're wrong, I'm coming back from the dead to stab you. Um, but it is a fantasy. Sorry, I don't know what I'm talking about is the issue I'm having here. Because there is an RPG idea in my head, but I don't know how to make it work. Ooh, actually no. If, rather than having like a big RPG, it's like relatively short ones with each player, that might be easier. Yeah, that makes sense, where it's like you've got maybe a week in world to do as much yeah. as you can. 
Yes. And then it's like, maybe if it's like, you know, okay, you pick your character, your character's a great general, this is the story of their, of their final battle, um, and you determine how that goes and what happens. Yeah, I like that. And then sort of the next person, it's almost like you've got one person playing the Cimmerillion, one person playing the Hobbit, and one person playing Lord of the Rings. Yeah. It is exactly like that. You describe every single thing in incredible detail and create two new languages. Only two? Like, you're only starting out, you know, you're not, um, Jake. You're not talking yet. <laughs> give, give it time. Um, yeah, I, I do think that would be... It would be an interesting thing to do, but I'm... I'm genuinely not sure how fun it would be beyond to a very specific kind of player, by which I mean the kind of player that I hate who wants to be the protagonist all the time. Yeah, I mean, it's it's obviously going to be one of those ridiculous indie games. Sorry, that was slightly insulting. It's obviously going to be one of those very niche indie games. But, you know, there's people who are into very niche indie games. Yeah. yeah. It does seem like the main appeal would be towards someone who's like, I like RPGs, but what I don't like is other people of my RPG. Because I guess it'll at least, you know, get them on their own somewhere else. You you are a great general, and also you are half demon and half angel and half dragon and have two cool swords, and your backstory is that you are secretly the king and also history's greatest wizard. Um, I really thought you were going to say lover. You're also probably that. also that. Yeah, you are also history's great. I like lover. this. This is. I like it. This is a game for removing problem players from the ecosystem. You can just sit I'm just here putting them in a little box them. where they can play their own game. I actually do like you know, like this game as just like okay, just re release your instincts and just play the biggest Mary Sue. Um, self-insert character possible. This is my character, Pod Menstal, who is incredibly, like, attractive and powerful and clever and everybody loves them. And they have the ability invented to Mary Sue Jail. <laughs> Bad and naughty players go to Mary Sue Jail to atone for their crimes. Um... <laughs> But yeah, no, it is just, like, it actually would work for that, because you could just make your character as ridiculously powerful as you like, because, you know, it's not like there's anyone else here you'll be competing for evidence, uh, evidence competing for um, presence for. Yeah, like, I'm, I'm reiterating my point that it would be absolute hell to DM, especially if it is Mary Sue Jail. I mean, like, you know... But it, it would like, be interesting to like, read about on Reddit. Like, I don't know, because I think the main problem with, like, those kind of players is that they draw attention away from other characters. Other character. So if there's no other character for them to draw attention away from, then, like, that's most of the problem dealt with. The only real problem would be if the character was, you know, law-breaking sword lover man. Like, you know, like, you know, a half again as tall as a normal person. Um, so, but, like, I feel there's definitely, like, because I think there's definitely, like, some kind of, uh, allow me to just reset my brain. Mm -hmm. 
I feel like a lot of the problems will be taken away if it's no longer in an environment where it's competing with other players. Um, and then it's just a case of, like, you know, you get to spend however long building a legend, and then the next player is like, ah, I'm going to deal with the consequences of this legend and probably the fact you fucked everything up. I like it. I also like that you could potentially be like, because you know sometimes players just end up altering lore yeah. with, with roles. Yeah. I like the idea that you have this big powerful character in the first one, and then in the second one it's like, well actually that's all a lie. Like, I definitely the idea of like, it, either it's all a lie or just like, yeah, in, in actuality you were this like, rainbow shooting sailor princess hulk um but did you say sailor princess hulk yeah i'd watch that yeah um i was just thinking of franchises but but in then it's remembered <laughs> like um 10 it's remembered like 100 years later oh yes this humble and quiet man who solved problems with the power of pacifism in between sessions, you roll to see how well people remember what really happened. It's like on a one, they got it pretty much exactly correct. On a ten, everyone believes that you were a particularly like creative beagle. Is that not better in a way? I mean, you know, I'm not saying whether it's better or worse. It's just a matter of how accurate. I'm, I'm, I am. I'm saying that a particularly creative beagle is a more interesting character than a half-dragon, half-angel, half-whatever the other thing was. Like, in this world, everyone is under a curse, so that as soon as someone dies, all their memories alter, so they remember them as a particularly creative beagle. So? Um, thank you for listening to our nonsense once again. Um, yes, I, I mentioned the Patreon. If If you have a question... Uh, you can email probablybadpodcast at gmail.com or message us at probablybadrpgideas on Tumblr. Um, if you want to support us in a way that gets you more tangible stuff than Patreon, we are all, we are on Redbubble. I keep forgetting to mention this. We're on Redbubble as Probably Bad. You can get a design with Dean Daniel on it and also some some good stuff. Um, so yeah, thank you, and so remember to have a bad probably day. bad day. <laughs>